what is going on welcome to strange talk with doc i'm your host doc i hope everything is going beautiful with you and i hope everything is going beautiful with yours hey let's find a lane that we belong in and ride in that lane until the wheels fall off that doesn't mean that you shouldn't learn from other people from different lanes but know your lane the easiest person to be is yourself you are unique you're one of a kind a limited edition you pay when you move where you don't belong so be careful of riding other people's boats other people's streams other people's rivers stay in the river in the lane i'm not saying out of fear but out of being smart knowing what to do and what not to do because there, like i said will be a price to pay are you willing to pay that price because you're either living a lie or you're living the truth people like to say that real recognize real but real also recognize fake so it's best that you master the craft that you have been blessed with you might have a craft that will take you to the heights of life that you need to be on but you want to be gangster and that's not your path a gangster's born they're not made a thug is kind of born through circumstances they're not just made they don't just pop up one day and you're a tough guy so if you have the skills to do computers you dance you make music you sing you write you act there's no shame in that your skill might be just being able to maintain a nine to five that's your lane you're good in that lane stay in that lane that's what you were born to do play your game the hand you were dealt don't live somebody else's life because once again there's going to be danger ahead are you willing to pay the price sitting behind bars losing family members being involved with dastly shit that your heart's not made to handle see some people have the shoulders and the back that can carry certain weights and you have to figure out what weight you can carry on your back what weight you could put on your shoulders and if it's not meant for you it will drag you down like an anchor and then you will live in what's called regret all you have to do is find your lane if you're the cool guy be the cool guy if you're the funny guy be the funny guy if you're the sharp dressing dude be that dude don't be somebody else basically that's all i wanted to say about that subject and i'm gonna move on so we had a government shutdown averted at the very last minute because these freaking comedians and ain't nothing funny about the senate had to wait to the last minute to have biden sign the funding and he did it right before midnight now come to think of these bad comedians these people who don't give a rat's ass about their constituents history was made on capitol hill after kevin mccarthy was ousted as the speaker of the house making it the first time ever that the house lawmakers voted to oust its speaker that is ridiculous now the gop is cannibalizing itself they are literally not only trying to eat democrats but they are also eating themselves this country is in a bad shape when this is constantly happening you're trying to uh you're trying to get biden impeached you're trying to deal with stuff that has nothing to do with us his son is not in government we don't care we didn't go after um ivanka the country did not go after ivanka 
This is just lunacy. I mean, it's definitely a split. I don't know where this is heading. It's a scary territory for the citizens of this country, but it is what it is. New York City had a major flood last week or over the weekend. So if you're in the market to buy a car, no matter how nice that car might be, be very suspicious and make sure that you check the engines on these cars in the next couple of weeks and months coming to make sure that there wasn't a New York flood car. I mean, I feel really bad for all the people there who suffered, who lost their basement apartments, people who lost their vehicle, people who didn't know how they were going to make it. And now they're stuck with these bills. But every time there's a major flood in America, you have to be very careful of where you buy your vehicles going forward. At least for the next couple of months, they might be able to clean these bad boys up. But you got to look at the car facts or whatever kind of reports come out to see if this thing has ever been in flood damage. If not, you're going to be stuck with an engine that might go bad, electronics that might go bad, a transmission that might be shot. It's very important because it's your money and you need to protect it. So we had a shooting at Morgan State University last night and five people were wounded. Thank God they were only wounded and not murdered. I don't know the particular details. I don't know if the suspect is in custody or not, but I woke up to this news and it's uh, disheartening that a HBCU in Baltimore is also a party to a mass shooting. I don't care if it was just some personal shit. When five people get shot, that's a massive shooting. We have become so desensitized that if it's not a white guy in a military uniform, we don't consider it to be what it is. It is what it is. In this case, this is a mass shooting. Five families have been affected, plus the six being the shooter's family. Everybody that they know have been affected. Some people, innocents, have been lost on that campus. They will never feel the same at Morgan State again. Uh, so massive amounts of people always affected when multiple people get shot. We had a lot of passings this week, and I just want to quickly say some RIPs to some people. Brooks Robinson, Hall of Fame third baseman for the Baltimore Oriole, 18-time All-Star, 16-time consecutive gold glove winner, 1964 most valuable player, two-time World Series champ. He passed away at the age of 86. Diane Feinstein, a U.S. Senator from California from 1992. That's right. I said 1992 into her death last week. She died at the age of 90. Did I think she overstayed her welcome? Yes. Did she the perfect example of term limits? Yes, she is. But she also was a pioneer for doing some of the things she was doing. She was like... And a lot of times she was the only woman in a room full of men. And I guess the people of California, she represented them well. Tim Wakefield, two-time World Series champs with the Boston Red Sox. Uh, he died at the age of 57 years old. And Russ Francis, a Super Bowl champion with the San Francisco 49ers. He also played for the New England Patriots. He died in a plane crash at the age of 70. So there's a report out there that 50 kids had went missing in the month of September in Ohio. Uh, 
I don't know what the hell is going on in Ohio. I don't know why this is not bigger news than it is. Uh, they said the totals up to 1,072 kids reported missing this year alone. And that was something like 1,500 kids missing last year. And this is just from the state of Ohio. What is going on with these missing children? And why is this not a national story? Why aren't more YouTubers? Why aren't more bloggers? We're more podcasters talking about this. This is a huge deal. These are children. I mean, I don't even want to put in my mind what could be going on here because I don't like to think that negative. But just the fact that they're not where they're supposed to be. These are young people under the age of 17. And the only thing that I could do is pray for them and bring this to people's attention because this is a tragedy. This We don't hear Senate talk about it. We don't hear the president talk about it. We don't hear the Department of Justice talk about it. This is ridiculous. So last week, Dwayne Keefe D. Davis was arrested in the suspicion of Tupac Shakur's 1996 murder. So that means 27 years have passed since the murder of Tupac to the arrest of Keefe D. As this man went on documentaries, YouTube channels, and shot his mouth off, yes, he has. Do I really think that there's any hope that he will be convicted? Unless he can be convicted on his own words and he's stupid enough to still have possession of the actual murder weapon with no other eyewitnesses but Suge Knight, who I don't think is going to testify because he's in prison and that would violate all prison codes, him publicly testifying against somebody in a murder case when he has a lot of time to do. I don't think he's going to testify. So I don't think that Keefe D literally gets convicted of this crime. This is a show and a pony and horse and pony show. Just to say that somebody was finally arrested in this case, it makes no sense. CVS is closing down stores permanently. CVS will be closing 900 stores in 2024. Now, Rite Aid is already filed for bankruptcy. That pretty much leaves you with mom and pop pharmacies and Walgreens. I don't particularly like Walgreens because of their politics, their anti-abortion pill politics. So I have been avoiding them at all costs. But CVS, I feel bad for the people who lost their jobs. 900 stores probably uh, have thousands of employees during the shifts and these people have to start over some of these people might have been with them for a while and i mean everybody from the front desk to the pharmacist uh do i find that cbs is one of the better pharmacy stores no i do not uh, it seemed like i always have to wait for everything when i go into cbs but i did like the option that i didn't have to go to walgreens so what you gonna do so a judge ruled that Donald Trump defrauded banks, insurers, while building his real estate empire. His company also deceived banks, insurers, by massively overvaluing their assets and exaggerating their net worth on paperwork used in making deals and securing loans. So that trial literally started Monday in New York City. So as of day two, Trump 
was playing big shot in front of the cameras in the hallway. Then he would go back and pout inside the courtroom. But each time he would get a break, he would go out and make sure that he would say outlandish things to the public because he would think nobody would call him out on it. He think nobody would fact check him. He think nobody would do the due diligence. So Judge Arthur in Garon had to issue a gag order against Trump yesterday because he's been shooting his mouth off against some poor clerk who works for the judge. He actually posted her picture on his uh, true social site. I mean, he's basically asking for violence against this female, and I think it's disgusting. But he is a disgusting, vile human being. Yeah, I'll say that again. Donald J. Trump is a vile, disgusting human being. So the Writers Guild of America has reached a tentative strike after four months. But this thing has not been signed into, you know, until they put ink to paper, this thing is just a tentative deal. Now, do we want TV, movies, and shows to come back? Sure we do. I think that some parts of this thing have been ratified and some people have uh, actually viewed uh signed it but i don't think they all have in mass so we shall see maybe there'll be something else when we read it me to report on this come next monday show now i watched a youtube video the title of this youtube video now it can vary from site to site but you could probably catch it catch it as this former homeless man preaches the greatest sermon sermon you ever heard let me now let me repeat that because i studied and stammered and i apologize Former homeless man preaches the greatest sermon you've ever heard. This sermon might have only been for five or six minutes, and it really wasn't a sermon. He was talking to another man in a car. I thought that he made some great points. I think this is a video well worth your time. There's a lot that can be taken from this. Do not treat this man as he's a theologian or somebody who's uh, went to seminary school. This is a human being who seemed to be speaking sincerely from the heart about what he thinks of God and himself. And it was humbling to hear. It was humbling that even though he, like I said, he had some errors in there. This was a positive message that I think that people should take two or three minutes out of their lives. If you're going to watch some nonsense, you can watch something that edifies your mind, your body and your soul. And this will do that. We've reached a point in this country where looting has become like almost all right. Personally, this is Doc from Strange Talk with Doc. Looting is bullshit, people. It is thievery. You're costing somebody money. You are taking their goods and giving them nothing in return. And that is basically the definition of robbery. Anger does not equate to I need Jordans. You do not take your anger out on somebody by saying, I need your Apple iPhone. This is bullshit in cities and states and young people who get involved with this type of nonsense and then cry when they get arrested. That's weak. That's cowardice. And it's bullshit. You don't want to think people taking stuff from your mama. You don't want people running up in your house, taking your things. So don't steal from anybody else. Right is right and wrong is wrong. When if we got to the point where right is not right and wrong is not wrong? This is bullshit. It's weak and I hate it. So Powerball within last Wednesday to today has went from $835 million 
to 925 million to 960 million to 1.04 million and tonight's drawing is 1.2 billion dollars now if you have the two dollars that you can spare and you play this and you win say you are blessed beyond belief and you win don't just buy the most outlandish shit you could buy be a blessing to as many people as you can i didn't say be a sucker i didn't say be a fool but you can afford to be a blessing to a lot of people who don't eat. You can afford to be a blessing to a lot of people who don't have shelter. You could be a blessing to a lot of people who cannot afford health care. And I hope that you keep that in mind. I'm not asking you to give me a dime. I'm just saying be a blessing to the world with this kind of blessing if you receive it. And good luck to you. So I brought some cookies from Walmart called Twist and Shout Cookies. They're like a fake version of Oreos, and they might be the shittiest fake version of Oreos there are. I cannot give these cookies a thumbs up. Please stay away from Twist and Shout Walmart cookies. They are horrible. I thought I'd had some real good uh, store off-brand uh Walmart cookie, I mean, um, cookies before, Oreo brand cookies before. And most of them, for the most part, have been pretty good. But these were the worst, man. I really think they sucked. So I watched a little bit of TV. I watched The Irrational with Jesse uh, L. Martin, the first two episodes. I think the show was pretty good. So far, I have that in my winning category of shows I'm going to stick with and see how it goes. So I definitely give that a thumbs up. American Horror Story came back. And the first two episodes of American Horror Story stink beyond belief. I cannot even believe how bad they were. So I give them a big thumbs down. I watched Inside the World's Toughest Prisons. And this was a very good, it's only four parts, but all four prisons were so different. You got a different story from each one of them. There's only 45 minutes per episode. So they were well worth watching. I would say Give that a I give that a thumbs up. I also watched a documentary called 72 Seconds in Rittenhouse Square. Now I don't know if you know where Rittenhouse Square is. It's a park in Philadelphia, Center City, one of the nicest parts of Philadelphia. Uh this is where the good food is, this is where the good vibe is. It would be like their version of the village meets uh Wall Street or whatever. I actually like Rittenhouse Square a lot. I, every time that I go to Philadelphia, this is the area that I would stay in. I can go get cigars. I can go get food. When I drank, there was bars there. So I enjoyed the place. But this was about a, a killing that happened in Rittenhouse Square area and the repercussions and ramifications of that killing in that area. I say watch it. It's only three parts. It's well worth your time. Family Guy returned, and in a twist, they had Meg have a baby. That's all I'm going to say about that. It's Family Guy, Meg had a baby. It was kind of weird, but you know what? Meg's a mother in in, in a way. So the NBA play, in Major League Baseball playoffs have started. I don't have a pony in this horse race, so I don't really give a rat's ass as long as the Houston Astros don't win. Uh, my Yankees are not in. If you're interested in the playoffs and you just haven't been paying attention, you go look that up on your own. I'm not going to waste a lot of time with that. 
So Jade Cargill has signed with WWE. Jade is a, if you blow this, you really screwed up. She has a unique look. She has a unique body. She already has charisma. Uh, she has some talent. I think that you could work on the other things because as far as I could tell, she's athletic as hell. So there's so much that you could do with it. I say the WWE struck gold with this one because I didn't see this coming a year ago. I didn't even think that she was on their radar. But good for her and good for them. But you cannot drop the ball on this. You really cannot drop the ball. Now, the rated R superstar, Adam Copeland, also known as Edge, has signed with AEW. Uh, do I think this is a good move? No, for several reasons. Okay, Edge, 25 years with the WWE, to sign with AEW, to say that he wants to finish his career with uh, Christian Cage is bullshit. Uh, it shows a lack of loyalty. They stuck with this man when they didn't have to. They brought him, not just him back, but they brought his wife back, allowed them both to get paydays. They did what they could with him. Adam is an older gentleman now. His time has come and went. For AEW, he fits perfectly in. They got 50-year-olds. They got 60-year-olds. They got a shitload of guys over there who are over 45 and injured or coming off injury. And that includes Paige. So, you know what? AEW is acting like they're WCW. They're acting like they're Impact from a couple of years ago. But they're just signing retreads from the WWE. Good luck with making Adam Cole the face that runs the place at this day and age. I thought they were about building up brand new indie talent. People that we had never heard of and giving them a, sh a chance to shine. But I guess that was a lot. This weekend, we got the WWE Fastlane. And I'm going to go through this pretty quick. You got the World Heavyweight Championship. Seth freaking Rollins is going up against Sensei Nakamura in the last man standing. I'm hoping Nakamura wins, but I don't see it happening. I think they're going to break my heart with this. John Cena and LA Knight are going up against Jimmy Uso and Solo Sequoia. Now, do I think they're going to let Cena and Knight lose on a pay-per-view? No, I do not. I think that there's going to be some shenanigans here because they're going to want to definitely get L.A. Knight in some kind of program with Roman Reigns uh, because L.A. Knight has been, he's a fan favorite, but it's not really going anywhere as far as wins and losses. Even though we know this is entertainment, wins and losses and going after titles mean something even in the entertainment business of wrestling. You got the WWE Women's Champion, EO Sky, and the Triple Threat versus Charlotte Flair and Asuka. Asuka just had the title. I don't see him giving it back to her. I don't actually see Charlotte Flair winning. I see EO keeping her title, her in damage control, maybe having some inner turmoil. But EO should come out of this with her title. Then we have the LWO, Rey Mysterio, Santos Escobar, and either Joaquin Wilde or Cruz Del Toro is going to go up against Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. The Street Profits and Bobby Lashley have to win this match. First of all, they have to build the Street Profits as heels. It's time for them to do something really dastardly uh, to either Rey Santos or somebody where they come off as credible heels or this Bobby Lashley in the Street Profits thing dies before it even gets heated up. 
this is not a lot of matches for a pay-per-view premium event so i'm expecting all these matches to go on for quite a bit of time maybe even some mic work in the ring we'll see how it goes when i talk about this monday after it is so the Ryder cup passed this weekend and the u.s lost to europe 16 and a half to 11 and a half it was weird to me some guys on the u.s team just did not gel or play well Justin and Jason stunk. Banda Shuffley stunk. Uh, Scotty Scheffler did not play up to his standards. Rory McIlroy was fantastic for Europe. He played like a champion. He played like a legend. I'm going to give him that. So we have to wait two years for this thing to come back to America and for America to try to get vengeance. It seemed like we only went on our soil. They only went on their soil. But we'll see how it goes in 2025. So there's a new member in Major League Baseball to the 4070 Club. And the one and only member to that club is Ronald Acuna Jr. So congratulations to Mr. Acuna for hitting 40 home runs and stealing 70 bases. He is a uh, Atlanta Brave. He will be in the playoffs. And and we'll see how it goes for him if he can keep this going through the postseason as he did through the regular season. So Michigan State finally fired Mel Tucker. He's a four-year coach, and he was removed over those sexual harassment allegations at Michigan State. Uh, I spoke about him a little bit more last week. I don't really want to go into this. This is just me dropping the news that he is officially gone and he loses that huge bag that's worth still over $80 million because I believe they fired him with cause. So we had Colorado go and play USC this weekend. And the final score of this game was 48 to 41. USC won the game. Uh, Colorado's got to stop starting slow. They have an offense. I don't think they have that greater defense. USC defense was definitely exposed by giving up 41 points. Most of those in the second half, uh, they couldn't seem to stop the pass at all. But Colorado, back-to-back weeks, have given up over 40-something points and allowed teams to get big halftime leads. And you cannot play major college football that way. You can't play any form of football that way and expect to be a winning program. Do I think Colorado will eke out that 6-7 to get to a bowl game? Yes, they will. They have a good enough team to do so. So Colin Kaepernick, who is now 35, has not played in the NFL since 2016. Blackball, per se, received a payout, sends a letter to Woody Johnson of the New York Jets about potentially coming over, even as a practice member player. Why would Colin Kaepernick disrespect himself and send a letter to a card-carrying MAGA owner? Out of all the owners in the league, he's going to send this to a fucking dude who was appointed by Trump. Somebody that he knows is going to clown his letter, pass his letter around, make him look bad. Colin, after a while, you got to give up on the dream. Muhammad Ali did not beg to get back in boxing. Stop begging to get back in football. You could have fought them like a mother effer in court. You could have said, this is what's going on, America. But you took the payout and you remained quiet. 
but you keep telling us that you're practicing. So what is it? Are you playing us as suckers? I mean, did you take a payout to remain quiet about the deal? Or did you, why aren't you fighting them? Begging is not a good look, Colin. You can't be no activist pro pumping the black fist with the Afro bullshit if you're about bullshit. Either you're about some real stuff or you're phony. And sending this letter makes me question. So Damon Lillard is no longer a Portland Trailblazer. He is now a Milwaukee Buck. Does he help out Giannis? Yes, he does. But in that deal, Drew Holiday got traded. DeAndre Ayton got traded. Uh, Grayson Allen got traded. So Drew Holiday went to Portland. And Portland then sent him over to the Celtics which I think is a better fit for Drew. I thought he deserved a lot better than to be a Portland Trailblazer, which was going nowhere. That team on Boston is now, if you ask me, is the favorite. They're the favorites over Lillard and uh, Middleton and Giannis in Milwaukee. I think that Boston is definitely the favorite to win the East. I would put Milwaukee at two, maybe Philly at three. Cleveland at four, and Miami dragging up the rear at five, and then the Knicks. But it should be interesting to see how this uh, pans out. I thought that uh, any team would want a Drew Holiday's a solid veteran champion, defensive player, uh, makes no trouble, gets into nothing. He doesn't say a lot. He's all business. He's a big guard. He's a decent shooting guard enjoys playing hard-nosed defense. So good for Boston Celtics, even though I'm not a Celtics fan. Only team in the league I really care about is the San Antonio Spurs. But if I'm going to give news, I got to talk about all the news that comes across my, my desk or my brain, right? So the UFC has been off for a couple of weeks. And this weekend, we got Bobby Green headlighting his very first UFC card. He's going to be fighting Grand Dawson. You got Drew Dabba's going to be on this card versus Ricky Glenn. Chris Gutierrez is going out against Montel Jackson. You got Montella, Montana De La Rosa versus Stephanie Ager. Ian Cupolera is going up against Felipe Lynn. Johnny Munoz is going against Ari Gailin. Bill Agilo is fighting Alexander Hernandez. So for those of you who are starving to see some people fight, and it's not boxing, but mixed martial arts, the UFC finally returns this weekend. Like I said, the headliner is Bobby Green versus Grant Dawson. Uh, the Chargers lost wide receiver Mike Williams due to a torn ACL for the rest of the season. I don't know when Austin Eckler is going to return, but that is a huge loss. The Raiders had to release Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones had a very bad week last week. I don't want to get into this man's personal stuff and his conduct on social media, the crying. Uh, you know what's out there. All you got to do is look up Chandler Jones. That's on you if you care. If you do not care, then don't bother. I'm not going to downgrade a person that's going through, obviously, some things. It's not my place to do that. Last Thursday, we had the Lions beat the Packers 34-20. David Montgomery had 121 yards, three touchdowns on 32 carries. And that was, 
Once again, the Packers fell behind. They did a Colorado. This is what they're doing. They're falling behind and trying to play catch-up, and they're not built for that. We had a game from London, and the Jaguars beat the Falcons 23-7. to Josh Allen, no, not that Josh Allen. This is a defensive Josh Allen. He had three sacks, and the Jaguars' defense just pretty much dominated the game. Uh, Riddler was sacked four times, and he committed three turnovers. The Eagles beat the Commanders in overtime, 34-31. Jake Elliott hit a 54-yarder, and the Eagles are now 4-0. A.J. Brown went off. He had nine catches for 175 yards and two touchdowns. The Texans beat the Steelers 30-6. Kenny Pickett injured his knee or abdomen. It's kind of snaky. I don't know what it really is. C.J. Scrout looked good. He threw for 302 yards and two touchdowns. Nico Collins had seven receptions for 168 yards and two touchdowns. Pittsburgh looked horrible, people. They looked horrible. That offense had no go with it whatsoever. The Bills beat the Dolphins 48-20. to Yes, the normal Josh Allen, we all know. He had four TD passes and also ran for a TD. Stephon Diggs went six for 120 and three touchdown receptions. Uh, but the Bills did lose cornerback to Davius White. He tore an AC out, and he is out for the season. My Cowboys beat the Patriots 38-3. to the Cowboys' defense was outstanding. They forced three takeaways, two that went back for touchdowns. Vander Edge had a uh, fumble recovery for a touchdown, and there was an interception for a touchdown, and the Patriots looked horrible. They had to actually bench Matt Jones in the beginning of the fourth quarter. The Vikings beat the Pack, the Panthers, 21-13. Justin Jefferson had two touchdowns. G.J. Wanham had a 51-yard fumble recovery for a touchdown. The Broncos beat the Bears 31-28. Russell had three touchdowns and rallied his team back from being 21 down. Justin Fields had started this game off fantastic. He had a career-high 335 yards and four touchdowns. He even completed his first 16 passes and actually finished 28 of 35, but that was not enough. The Bears are a bad team, people. The Titans beat up on the Bengals 27-3. Derrick Henry had 122 yards on 22 carries and two touchdowns. I don't know what the hell is going on with Bengals. I think they should sit Joe Barrow for a while, let him recover. Obviously, something's wrong there because he's too good of a player for this offense to be so stagnant. Uh, this is a bad look. This is a bad look for ownership. It's a bad look for the coaches. This is a bad look for Joe not being able to take himself out and say, let me recover, people. I'll be back, and I'll be back better. The Ravens beat the Browns 28-3. No Deshaun Watson in this game, but Lamar Jackson had four touchdowns. He had two rushing, two passing to Mark Andrews. The Browns look horrible without Deshaun Watson. There seems to be a little bit of drama going on in Cleveland with Deshaun. Did he sit because he wanted to? 
but he was cleared by the doctors. See, I don't like to get involved with shit like that. I really don't like to talk about stuff like that. I'm not in the room. You're hearing it from coaches and second parties. So it, I just have to mention it, but I can move on. I don't have to give any real truly insight of what I think of it. As I know more, I'll speak more. The Rams won 29-23, another overtime game. Puka Nakua caught nine passes for 163 yards and his first career touchdown, which actually was the game winner in overtime. This dude now has more receptions, 39, and yards, 501, through the first four games of his career than any player in NFL history. Uh, I think it's shocking how good he's come out the gate. But uh, Matthew Stafford seems to like to have one guy that he feeds, feeds, feeds to the point where the dude blows up like Jabba the Hutt. He does. He did it with uh, the other court wide receiver was injured. I'm sorry, his name escapes me right now. Now the Buccaneers. One against the Saints, 26 to 9. Can you believe Baker Mayfield has the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with a 3 and 1 record? He actually threw for three touchdowns in this game. Derek Carr was a bum in this game. The Chargers beat the Raiders 24 17. Khalil Mack had six sacks. Justin Herbert had three touchdowns, one pass, and two rushing. The 49ers beat the Cardinals 35-16. Christian McCaffrey, four touchdowns, three rushing, one receiving. He broke Jerry Rice's franchise record for scoring a touchdown in 13 straight games. And Brock Purdy is undefeated in the regular season. And this is the 14th straight win for the San Francisco 49ers. The Jets played the Chiefs in game two of the Taylor Swift series, and they won this game 23 to 20. Zach Wilson, who everybody all of a sudden is anointing some great quarterback, he went 28 for 39 for 245 yards and two touchdowns. These are all career best numbers for a quarterback who's in his third season. This makes no sense that people are raving over a guy who threw for two touchdowns and 245 yards and still lost the game. But they had started this game down 17 points, which they gave up in the first three possessions to KC, and they were never able to get back in it. Monday's game, the Seahawks demolished the Giants 24-3. They had a franchise time record 11 sacks. They sacked Daniel Jones a grand total of 10 times. No quarterback should take a beating like that. Now let's quickly go over the games coming up this week. We got Chicago going into Washington on Thursday. I got Washington winning this game. Jacksonville is going into Buffalo. Well, not really. It's in London. It's a 9.30 a.m. game on the NFL channel, but Buffalo is the home team, and it really doesn't make a difference. Buffalo is going to beat Jacksonville. I think they got their swagger back. The Texans are going into Atlanta. I like Houston in this game. Carolina is going into Detroit. Detroit's going to demolish Carolina. They have no offense. 
The Titans are going to play Indianapolis. Anthony Richardson is a keeper. This kid is a winner. I like his style. I like his size. I think that he will only improve. Tennessee has uh, no offense other than Derrick Henry. So, well, you know, DeAndre Hopkins really is not hitting it right now. I'm going to go with the uh, Colts to win at home. The poor New York Giants are catching up and going to Miami against an angry, angry Miami team. Miami might throw 50 on them. So, you know, that means I got Miami. The Saints are going into New England. The Saints really stink, but at least they have Derek Carr. Uh, New England basically has nothing but home field advantage and a decent defense. So I got to go with the Saints in this game. The Ravens are going into Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's going to have a, probably a new quarterback out there. Baltimore, if they can't do nothing else, they can run the ball and play good defense. I got them winning this game. The Eagles are going to beat up on the Rams in L.A. The Bengals are going to play Arizona. The Cardinals are a tough team. They give everybody a hard fight. I don't believe in Cincinnati right now. They just look disjointed. They look discombobulated. So I'm going to pick the Cardinals to win this. The Jets are going into Denver to play the uh, Broncos. I'm going to take Denver. I don't believe in Zach Wilson. I mean, you're raving about 245 yards. He probably feels like he's arrived and won the Super Bowl. He's overhyped. And that's just the way they are. He's a bad quarterback. And I think Denver's got to take advantage of that. If Denver can't beat him, then they can't really beat anybody going forward. So I'm taking the Broncos. The Chiefs are going into Minnesota to play the Vikings. Uh, Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson will probably put on a stat clinic. But Kansas City is not losing to Minnesota. Kirk Cousins not beating Mahomes. So I'm picking uh, KC in this game. My Cowboys played a Sunday night game, the biggest game so far of the season against the San Francisco 49ers. Like I stated earlier, Brock Purdy has not lost a regular season game, and San Francisco is on a 14-game winning streak. At some point in time, you have got to drop the ball. You have got to have a bad day. I am picking Dallas's defense to play tough, play hard, and Dak Prescott to actually have his best game of the season as they pull off an upset win in San Francisco. This is hugely needed because San Francisco has beat the Cowboys the last two times in the playoff, and the Cowboys need something, uh, uh, just a jolt to the brain to know that they can beat this team. So this is a semi-Super Bowl for the Cowboys, and they have to handle it like that. Monday night game, you got Green Bay going into Las Vegas to play the Raiders. Both these teams stink. Jimmy Garofalo might not be playing, and if that's the case, I'm going to take the Green Bay Packers to beat the Raiders in Las Vegas. And once again, before I get out of here, find that lane that you belong in. Ride in that lane. Don't be ashamed of that lane. This is just who you are at your core. That just means when you are the realest that you can be, this is the person that you are. If you're a good person, always be a good person. I'm not saying that you don't have room to change. You don't have room to grow. You don't have room to learn. You can learn from people outside your lane, but those Lessons that you learn probably will help you stay within your lines even better. And you know what? That's basically it. I I wish you the very best this week. I wish things go your way. 
If you'd like to share the show, feel free to do so. If you'd like to comment on the show, feel free to do so. If you'd like to subscribe to the show, please feel free to do so. I appreciate you listening each and every time because you don't have to. And spending any time with me, I appreciate and I thank you. And I would like to just say to you and yours, peace to you and peace to yours.